mile-high nudes, big, rich oppression, and alleged OnlyFans murderer, I have selected my losers of the week. Then I'm joined by a winner, the 2021 USA Mullet Champion, to be exact. We're kicking off September with a bang, starting now. It was the last week of August and the losers were out in full force. So let's get started with loser number one, Lizzo. Not only did she dress like a literal trash bag on the VMA red carpet, but after winning an award under the category Video for Good, she delivered an expletive-ridden acceptance speech proving you can take the girl out of the trash bag, but you can't take the trash bag out of the girl. To the bitches that got something to say about me in the press. And they be like, Lizzo, why don't you clap back? Why don't you clap back? Because, bitch, I'm winning, ho. Nothing exemplifies a video for good victor quite like calling people bitches and hoes, am I right? But oddly enough, young girls do look up to Lizzo. She is supposedly the poster child for body positivity, which is fine, except obesity, heart disease, and diabetes are all leading killers of Americans. But whatever, you do you, Lizzo. But there are a lot of things Lizzo is. Oppressed is not one of them. I don't know <laughs> what uh, music video for good means, but I do know what your vote means. And that's a f lot. Your vote means everything to me. It means everything to making a change in this country. So remember when you're voting for your favorite artists, vote to change some of these laws that are oppressing us. Is that what oppression looks like in America? Because if so, that's a very interesting definition. And I think truly oppressed and marginalized people from around the world would beg to differ. Lizzo, I do like your music and you may even be a decent human being, but you ma'am are certainly not oppressed. Moving on to loser, or should I say losers, number two. The passengers aboard a recent Southwest flight to Cabo San Lucas, who thought it would be cute to airdrop nude photos of themselves to other passengers and also their pilot, prompting this. So here's the deal. This continues while we're on the ground. I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved. And it's vacation that's going to be ruined. So you folks, whatever that airdrop thing is, quit sending naked pictures. Let's get yourself to Cabo. Look, I know it seems like just some harmless little fun, but as someone who travels weekly, I beg of you, my fellow passengers, please do not do anything that's going to provoke the pilot to turn the plane around and further delay the flight that was probably already brutally delayed to begin with. And P.S., this is just a personal observation, but do y'all ever notice the people who are comfortable with showing nudity in public places are rarely ever the people anyone would want to see nude? I guess that brings us all the way full circle back to our loser, number one. But anyway, speaking of nudity, my next loser is only fan star Courtney Claney, who was charged with murdering her boyfriend in their luxury Miami apartment earlier this year. She's not only a loser for being an alleged murderer, but her excuse in the name of self-defense is, well, you decide. She claims that she threw a kitchen knife from 10 feet away after her boyfriend threw her to the floor. Unless this woman is the Hulk or Thor or one of the Avengers, it's very hard, like impossibly hard to believe, she threw a run-of-the-mill kitchen knife from 10 feet away and it killed him. 
Medical examiners have also determined the stabbing was at close range, to which I say, no duh. But Courtney doesn't care that her defense is unbelievable, which brings me to our honorable mention for this week, our girl KJP, who told Fox's very own Peter Ducey that illegals are not just walking over here. Mm, there you have it. And that's it, folks. Those are the losers of the week and the start to a whole new month of them. In the words of Green Day, wake me up when September and Biden's term ends. But still ahead. He is the reigning champion of the mullets. Clint Duncan joins me on set next. The mullet lifestyle is not for everyone, but it is for my next guest, who not only has a mullet, but is the reigning 2021 USA mullet champion. Clint Duncan, a.k.a. Thug Nasty of Knoxville, Tennessee, joins me, and we're so happy to have you. You are the reigning champion. You are defending your title. When is the next competition? Where is it? You have to give me the details. I didn't even know this was a thing. Okay, yeah, so this is uh, the third year doing it, and I just turned in my uh, submission photos, and the team at USA Mullet Championships, they're going to go through that. He's, I'm sure he's got over 500 pictures to go through, and they'll set it up. It'll be an online thing. It'll probably be in the next couple of weeks before voting starts. How do you win a mullet championship? Is it about the length? Is it about the style? Is it about the creativity? What are the elements that make the perfect mullet? You know, because you're the winner. Well, uh, it's a combination of a lot of things. You got to have, you know, you got to live the mullet lifestyle first and foremost. Which and, is what? I mean, just, you know, America, freedom, uh, you know, good vibes. You know, you never meet somebody with a mullet that's just grumpy. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you got to have a little creativity that, you know, that's been my uh, advantage. I, I try to stay creative and change it up all the time. Uh, something that catches the people's eye. There's a lot of great mullets out there, all of, a lot worthy of winning and even beating me, but uh, you got to you got to appeal to the people as well. Well, you have to have the swag that goes along with it. It's not just enough to have the hair. And I agree with you. Everybody that has a mullet that I know seems to be a very happy-go-lucky individual. Um, but you had a, a viral photo of some creativity sure. that you did that people really loved. It got a lot of people, you know, through the pandemic, we have the photo. It's, it's a cornrowed mullet hairstyle. Right. And this came about just, just some fun, trying to just keep the heat off the back of your neck, or, or how do we decide to, to cornrow the mullet? Well, whenever, um, I always had short hair, and I, when I decided to grow the mullet, uh, one of my biggest inspirations was Kenny Powers, and there's a classic uh, episode where he has the cornrowed mullet. That was kind of my inspiration. I'd always wanted to do that, but never had the opportunity. So uh, I joked around, said I'd like to cornrow it. We did it, posted it, figured it would get, you know, 20 likes in my little Facebook or Facebook group, uh, The Mullet That Changed My Life. And next thing you know, it had 160,000 shares in a day. People love it. People love a good yeah. mullet. And there have been some recent uh, cultural shifts that have brought the mullet back. You know, used to be you only really see mullets and people that were really clinging on to the, the 70s and the 80s. That was really the only place you saw mullets. But in places like, you know, Tennessee, probably West Virginia, Kentucky, Arkansas, the mullet has always been strong. But now this thing has gone nationwide. People are embracing it. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, I think it's really the, uh, the younger generation. You know, everything is, comes in cycles. And I think it's come, just the 80s have come back. And whenever I go out, like to the county fair, for example, 
all my compliments come from teenage boys. You know, they're like, oh man, that's going to be me in a couple of years right there. Look at that guy, you know, and they love it. Something they to aspire up. to. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the kids like it. So, you know, whatever the kids think's cool is what's cool. And that's just how it works. Well, I'm going to share with you why I think it's coming back. That's coming later when we okay. name our, our top three mullets that we feel of all time, or at least the most prominent. So we're, we're going to save that for a moment. But beyond just the lifestyle of the mullet, beyond just winning the 2021 USA Mullet Champion and defending your title this year, you've also done some great things with your prize money and with your advocacy, because you're not just a man with a mullet. You're also a veteran, someone who cares very deeply about causes. And tell my viewers a little bit about that and what you've done to advocate for that community? Oh, uh, well, it's it's not just me. It's, it's a group effort. You know, the mullet community is a very generous community. It's like a family. And, you know, if somebody's in need, we help them out. Um, there's a lot of veterans that have mullets. You know, I guess it was for many years of having to wear it high and tight and just wanting to rebel when they got out. So there's a lot of veterans with mullets. And uh, the mullet championship, they take half of all their uh, donation uh, competition money and everything and they donate it to uh, stop soldier suicide which is Amazing. i think a very great cause and uh you know if i win this year i'm going to donate all the winnings to stop Su soldier suicide as well that's fantastic see this is bigger than that and it really is an america first kind of a movement would you have to guess in the mullet community by and large would you say mostly conservative yeah absolutely yeah. have you ever seen a liberal with a mullet yes i have seen many was it as good of a mullet as a conservative mullet, though? They're different. They're, How? They're, they're a What's lot a liberal mullet look um, like? <laughs> Unwashed? Well, you, usually, there uh, there's some purple in there. Usually, okay. Um, uh, real tight sides. Uh, and the, that sounds more to me like just a liberal lesbian. But they they might have the mullet, but they're not living the lifestyle. No, because they, they are very they get angry. The <laughs> They get the mullet, but they're not living the lifestyle. They'll come. I'll see them come join the group, and I'm an admin in the the big mullet group on Facebook. The mullet changed my life, and um, they'll come in there, and they're just bully people, and that's not something that you know we stand for. So we get rid of them as soon as they come in. Usually, I would be willing to bet at least fifty percent of them work at the Frothy Monkey in Nashville, Tennessee, because <laughs> I've seen a lot of liberal mullets there. And you're exactly right. It is not the mullet lifestyle. It's just a weird haircut yeah. with a lot of different colors and females with unshaved legs, armpits, that kind of thing. That's not the Molt lifestyle. The Molt lifestyle is clean. It's America first. We love our country. We love God. We love Tennessee, all those things. So now we have to get to our top three. So I'm going to let you go first because I already know what yours are. But for yeah. my audience, let's go number one mullet of all time. Number one of all time. Mm -hmm. For me personally, it's going to be uh, Kenny Powers. Okay. by Danny McBride, uh, mainly because he embodies the mullet lifestyle. Uh, I can't think of a, a character or real fictional, non-fictional that embodies the mullet lifestyle more than Kenny Powers and he rocked the killer curly mullet. I think a lot of people would agree with you. It's a permed style. Yeah. All right, number two. Number two, um, I'm going to go with Joe Diffie. Okay, great choice. This is a very classic mullet hairstyle and there are still women in my home state of south dakota that have this hairstyle <laughs> like seriously they they do they most of them are mechanics uh, a lot of times i'm out in public people will tell me i look like joe diffie so okay yeah well, that's not a bad thing no that's an icon no, he's a very handsome man 
And the last one, the last select of yours. Patrick Swayze. Now that is a handsome man. Yes. So his mullet's a little bit different. It's not as in your face. It's more of a sneaky mullet, would you say? Uh, well, uh, that picture I don't think does, that's not his mullet in his prime, I don't think. But he had a very short span there with a killer mullet. Um, that was more like a starter mullet for gotcha. Patrick, yeah. All right, you named your top three. Yeah. Now I gotta have to name mine. So mine, uh, going back to really back to the early '90s when I was born. Number one, and you missed this one, so I'm gonna go ahead and take it. Billy Ray Cyrus is the number one mullet of all time. Yeah, he's in most people's top three for sure. He has to be because the length of it alone. That is a commitment. So that's not just like a oh I kind of have it a little longer in the back. That is I have committed to having short hair in the front and long hair in the back. My number two is actually a friend of mine, a comedian, um, Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn is mullet number two for me. And his mullet is not as long in the back as like a Billy Ray Cyrus, but Theo Vaughn embodies the mullet lifestyle. I can promise you that having known him for several years now, but he also does something in his comedy bit. I wanna get your take on it, see what you think. Okay. In his comedy routine, he says he has a mullet because people have low expectations of people with mullets. You know, that nobody's really going to someone with mullet to, to save a life or do anything. He's like, if you have a mullet, people already have low expectations, so you can just impress the hell out of them because they don't expect much. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I pretty much live that way every day, you know, at work. No, they don't really expect much out of me. They just, they're happy I'm there for comedic relief, really. I mean, I don't really have to do a whole lot, just... You guys want to water, you know, I'll tell you some stories and everybody's happy. It is a lifestyle. It's yeah. nothing to be ashamed of, though. I mean, everybody needs a mullet person in their life. Now I'm going to go to my number three, which I believe, at least as we sit here in 2022, this person has brought the mullet back and has popularized it around the nation, and that is Morgan Wallen. Oh, yeah. So Morgan Wallen, especially here in Tennessee, I have not seen many athletes, baseball players that don't have a mullet now, and I think it's because of Morgan Wallen and his success, and I think people are going like, wow, you know, interesting hairstyle, but I like it, and now everybody's doing it, and he's had tremendous success with it. So the mullet is back, baby, and I think you might actually have maybe more competition this year defending your title for that reason, but you're not worried. Uh, well, you know, if I don't win, that's okay, because there's many mullets out there that are worthy of a national championship because there's different styles different variations so you know i'm just going to bring the best i got and you know see what happens from there representing knoxville tennessee any other finalists or competitors from knoxville because i feel like there has to be uh I, I can't think of any right off now all right are you a, are you a vols fan and now if morgan was to enter he would he would probably beat me but i think that would be an unfair advantage. it would be a little unfair but your mullet is better than his He's popularized it. Well, that means a lot. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'm happy to do it. And I'm happy that you're here. And not only is this all fun and games and entertainment, but you're doing great things with it. And you're raising awareness for, for veteran suicide and its importance. And uh, I thank you for being here. I know that you had to cornrow that mullet. And then you have a hair handler. I don't even have a hair handler, by the way. I've got a whole team. You've got, got a whole team. team. I've got like four people. Wow. It takes a village. It, it takes does. a village to get that kind of crimping into a mullet. Maybe consider a three barrel, three barrel curling iron, your hair handler who's offset right now. A three barrel, would that ever work on his? Would you have to be real tiny? A three barrel might take less time than the braiding. 
All right, well, we'll get you one of those. We'll work on that. Okay. Um, there's so many things you can do with it. But thank you so much, Thug Nasty, for being here. Thank you. And I know you have some wonderful merch, too, so I'm still awaiting oh, merch yeah. from you. That's okay, though. Uh, I've got some. I've well, got some stuff you know what? You. We're going to wrap this show up, and then I'm going to get into some of that merch because okay. it's great. Thank you so much for being here. And when is the championship? Uh, it should be coming up in a couple weeks. Go to at USA Mullet Championships uh, on Instagram, Facebook, or they got a website, usamulletchamp.com, and that's where the voting will take place. And you can follow me at Thug Nasty with two Zs, Instagram, Facebook. And we are going to be rooting for you, and we hope that you win. And really, everybody here is a fan of yours and your mullet lifestyle, and you're bringing it back. So God bless you, and God bless all the America First mulleteers out there. I just made up a new word. All right, switching major gears here. Up next, New York City officials are now demanding credit card companies flag and trace gun purchases. My final thoughts are next. New York City officials demand credit card companies start flagging and tracing gun purchases. Add that to the list of conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. It's time for final thoughts. It's hard enough to get a firearm in New York City if you're a decent law-abiding person, that is, if you're a thug, not so much. But now, in an effort to further punish, stigmatize, and keep tabs on gun owners, New York City officials such as Mayor Eric Adams and Comptroller Brad Lander are pressuring credit card companies to create a system to trace gun and ammo purchases, even holding the city's government retirement investments over their head to do so. Now, they say this is all to prevent future mass shootings, which, first of all, now they're suddenly worried about violent crime? Weird. But secondly, that excuse is a load of crap. This weapons code they want to establish is just another example of how the Democrats are chip-chip-chipping away at the Second Amendment. I don't know about y'all, but city officials pressuring private companies to monitor the purchases of their customers sounds super freaking communist and is a huge infringement, an infringement that is unacceptable. But Comptroller Lander says this tracking is a simple, practical, life-saving tool. Boy, sounds a lot like the messaging they use to push COVID lockdowns, masks, and forced vaccines. And to add to this communist-inspired BS, Lander is contemplating holding the city's three public retirement pension funds, which amount to more than $800 million invested in MasterCard, Visa, and Amex hostage until they back the creation of this new tracking code. Now, this isn't a divestment just yet, just a cute little thinly veiled threat. What happened to privacy? What happened to valuing the Second Amendment and the rights that come with it? This is another strategy the government will use to not only shame and stigmatize gun owners, but look over our shoulders like Big Brother from hell. If I told you a few years ago the government would start pressuring private companies to monitor and report your purchases, you'd call me a right-wing nut conspiracy theorist. <laughs> sure. Well, I'd rather be a conspiracy theorist with a knack for hitting the nail on the head than a mindless sheep who believes the government is my savior, my messiah, and my keeper. Remember when credit card companies monitored or even froze the accounts of those even just in the D.C. area on January 6th? Or when PayPal and Venmo then cut off several organizations who also simply traveled to the Capitol that day? Or when Stripe froze the Trump campaign's account? Or when PayPal blocked Give, Send, Go when it hosted fundraisers for Kyle Rittenhouse? Or when GoFundMe prevented the Canadian Freedom Truckers from receiving funds? Or when the FBI instructed Facebook to bury the Hunter Biden laptop story? 
or when the White House asked big tech to censor problematic COVID content that went against their narrative? Is this all starting to make sense now? Wake the hell up. Private companies being puppeteered or willingly colluding with the government only seems to go one way, and that's against conservatives. What a coincidence. And those are my final thoughts. Don't forget that Monday is Labor Day, so we will not have a show, but you can catch the show and exclusive content on Outkick.com. And if you're around this weekend, tomorrow, Friday, I will be on Outnumbered. I will be on Fox Business for the Wall Street Journal reports. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I will be hosting the big Saturday and Sunday show, of course, on Fox News. But until then, from Nashville, God bless and take care.